Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome to Crime Time, a weekly podcast discussing all things crime, thriller, horror, suspense, and mystery fiction. I am Lee. I'm Eddie. This is episode 11, season 2. I have a cold, forgive me, but we're back. <laughs> we're here. Hello, Eddie. How are you going? I am going very well. A little bit tipsy. A little bit tipsy. Uh, but I think that's the best way to be when you're talking about books, hanging out with a friend. Crack open that Shiraz. Pour yourself a beverage of your choice. Doesn't have to be alcoholic. It could just be a bottle of water. Stay hydrated. Let's get started, everybody. Uh, we've got a great episode. We're going to be talking about Siobhan McDonald's The Blue Pool. We're going to be talking about Sarah Bailey's The Dark Lake. And we've got some pretty exciting stuff. We just hit 40,000 downloads. Hey. Um, and we just want to thank everyone who listens. So shout out to our parents who probably <laughs> have downloaded our podcast about 40,000 times. We appreciate it. Yeah. And, um, you know, shout out to various search engines that downloaded. <laughs> no, we're joking. We seriously, love you guys. Seriously, we love you guys. We're so excited that the podcast has done so well. And obviously a few people continue to listen to it. And absolutely a huge thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. And if you don't know what that is, go to our website, crimetimepod.com. There's a big orange banner that says become a patron. And that'll explain everything. Very, very, very special shout out to Leanne Backstrom. Yeah. She's single-handedly carrying this show here. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, but she's donated a lot to us over the the last year. We've been able to buy some new equipment, Mm. pay for our website, that kind of fun stuff, just so we can keep getting our podcast to you. So thank you. Yes. All right. So the other thing that we're going to be talking about, and I'm personally pretty excited about this because it was my idea. I won't lie. I texted Lee, middle of the work day. You did. Like, why aren't you listening to me? Respond to my text. I've got a great segment. And that is sexy or scary. Tell me about Siobhan McDonald. Great book, released in 2016. Hello. Yes. Uh, it follows the story of four Irish uni students. Okay. It's one of those stories that I love. Something happened in the past and then they revisit it in the future. Ooh, yep. You know, okay. I love that. Yes. And I feel like it's one of those pillars of the mystery mm. genre, mm. especially the kind of, I guess, the contemporary mystery genre. You yep. know, you've got the person who's got the mysterious past. Maybe they're even in first person, but they're not going to give you everything at once. Yep. And I think that's something that I really, really love trying to unpick why this mysterious past is relevant to the kind of you know drama or action or whatever that's happening in the present it's it's such an interesting kind of a way to approach mystery agreed so we have four main characters but there are a few more characters in the book and it's the story's told from a lot of different perspectives okay and this might be a spoiler or fear not i'm not going to give anything away all right Someone's a sly fox in this novel. (laughs) Four Irish women attending college together. They're doing the college thing. You know, they're drinking, they're partying, they're having relationships. There's a lot of drama. Not really my uni experience. (laughs) Bit of mine. I I felt it. It really, uh, it resonated with me. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, Yeah. They're struggling a lot. They have a lot going on. They go off for a trip um, into what is called the Blue Pool, which is like a cabin. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Only three of them return. Oh my gosh. All right. So is this the mysterious past or is this a mysterious present? Well, this is the mysterious past that carries on oh, to the future. So okay, okay, so okay. one of the characters, her name is Sarah, she disappears, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And for 25 years, nobody knows what happens to oh her. Oh my God. Can I make a prediction? Go on. Jumanji. <laughs> 
That is that is gold right there. That is you can take that to the bank. I'm just gonna say, if you're listening, Siobhan McDonald, I'm sorry that I ruined the ending to your book. But we all know it's Jumanji. <laughs> That's being re- remade with The Rock. So I hear. Yeah. I'm excited. I know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, they still haven't found out what happened to Sarah. Mm-hmm. And current day is happening. And all of these characters are still quite plagued, obviously, by yeah. their friend that had gone missing. Yeah. I mean, I look, I get really upset if I lose my phone. Exactly. Like, and I can get a new phone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Someone comes forth in the present day and says that they know something about what <gasps> happened to Sarah. So that brings everyone back together again. Okay, right, right. right. Um, I'm not going to give anything else away. I really enjoyed it. I'll give it four yeah. stars. It was a wow. really good mystery read. I, I thought I had the ending, as I said before, but I was off. I was feeling so cocky. Right. So right. so confident. You're like, boom, I got this. Yeah, but I didn't like have it. Popping your collar. I didn't have it. <laughs> Rolling up your sleeves. Taking really obnoxious swigs from your drink. You're just like, ah, got this one. In the bag. Right? But no. Yeah. No, so it does that thing that I love. It jumps from, you know, 20 years ago to the present. It Mm -hmm. has multiple Mm -hmm. different first-person accounts. And someone amongst them is a Sly Fox. Right. Well, the blue pool, Siobhan McDonald. Yeah. Check it out. I got it on Audible. I'm not sure. You could probably get it in in a bookstore. But I haven't seen it in any bookstores in Oz. Hopefully, hopefully it'll get here. But I got it on audible.com. Check it out. Yeah. And if you would like to check it out by getting a little free trial on audible.com, you can go to audibletrial.com forward slash crime time pod. Who doesn't love free stuff? Oh, I, I love, love it. free stuff. I love it. Do you know what we get for free quite often? And I'm this is a boast. This is a boast. We get review copies True. of books. So guys, as much as as much as we are hundred percent committed to this show and we like, you know, spend our own money on on buying books, it is great that we do get some publishers who just send us free books. It's awesome. Disclaimer. I guess we should do a disclaimer. Yeah, let's just do so a people disclaimer. know we get sent a lot of free books, a lot of quality free books that are coming out on the market. Yeah. Yeah. And we read a lot of them. A lot of them we can't read. Yeah. No, I mean, I actually use them for furniture. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> Eddie has, my apartment. No, Eddie has a very... Your, your books are organized by what? Um, it's a new thing every week, but the last time yeah. I saw it, it was like time period? Or... Okay, no, yeah, I started doing that. So I started arranging my books by publication date. Um, and I, it was going fine until I got to the 20th century. Right. And then the 20th century just ruined my life because, <laughs> you know, you've got books that are like published in the same year and then you're like, well, what month was it published? You oh, know, yeah. and it's just a bit, you know, it was a bit much. So I changed it back to alphabetical by author. <laughs> I'm going to show up at your house one day and do a full Dewey decimal system. Well, on you. we do them here in colour. Oh, which beautiful. might sound strange to some people. No, the color of the spine of the book. Yeah. I've done that before. Yeah. And it looks really good. So if you organize your books in strange ways, let us know. Tell us. Tell us about tell us about your organization style. But yeah, so we get a lot of free books. Um, not to boast or anything. Not to boast. But they are review copies and they're requesting that we, you know, give a fair review of their work. Look, the truth is, I don't know about you, Eddie, but if I don't like the book or if it doesn't really jump out at me, I'll put it down and move on to the next one. Yeah, Yeah. I think that that's kind of my thoughts on it as well. Like, for us, we're not here to bag out on books we don't like. We want to bring you guys books that we think you'd want to read. And so we come to... We come to the very latest thing that we have received... From Alan and Unwin. Bless their cotton socks. So they sent us two copies of Sarah Bailey's The Dark Lake. 
this actually comes out, I think, maybe even today when the when this will air. Yeah. Or if not, very, very soon. We both had a copy. We both read it. Yeah. Because we don't share. No, That's we don't share. No, we the, don't share. The great thing about Alan and Unwin is that they will usually send us out two copies. Yeah, that works. Because otherwise we will fight. Yeah. <laughs> it gets messy up in here. <laughs> like, I'll read the first page and then rip it out and mail it to Lee. <laughs> like, just like, page by page. Um, I have to just jump in and say this book was... Uh, triumph yes. of Australian crime fiction. I feel like Sarah Bailey is going to is going to do really well. This is her debut novel. Yes. I was sad about finishing this book because mm. I already wanted the next one in my hot hands. Right? But yeah. it's just coming out. You're going to have to wait it's so just, long. Oh, God. So let's put this in context. So we've got Detective Sergeant Gemma Woodstock and she lives in like a regional town in Australia. It's called Smithson. I don't know if that's a real town. I don't think it's a real town, but I guess just jumping in here because it's a small country town, uh, crime fiction, Australia, Mm. we could draw parallels between the dry with Jane Harper, which was also set in a fictional regional town, but it's just so different, which I really love that we have this Australian crime fiction coming out and about, but they're, they're quite diverse. Yeah. Absolutely. So what happens is Gemma Woodstock, she's grown up in this town. She's become a cop. She's got this, again, as we were talking about with the with the Blue Pool, there's this then and now narrative. So you've got Gemma when she's, I don't know, like 15 or I think she's maybe like 17 because she's yeah. just graduating from high school. Yeah, just graduating. So you've got Gemma when she's 17 and then Gemma when she's 28 working as a police officer in the same town. She's investigating the death of a local school teacher who turns up murdered in a lake covered in roses. Right? right? Creepy. And very creepy. And the twist is, or not the twist, but a, a part of the story is that Gemma actually went to high school with her and had a bit of a complicated history with her. And... Everyone's like, oh, Gemma, didn't you go to school with her? And she's like, oh, we didn't really know each other that well. And as you're reading it, you realize they did. And something shifty is going on. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Uh, We're not going to reveal what that is. Absolutely not. Can we just talk about the things that we loved about this book? I'll go first. All right, go. Detective Sergeant Gemma Woodstock. Right. She drinks hard. Yeah. She She works hard. She works hard. She's having an affair. She's a mum. She's not a perfect mum. She's just doing the best that she can. Yeah. And I love that about her. She's a vulnerable, complex character that is Mm, people mm. wouldn't see her as like maybe a clear-cut good guy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think that that's what makes it so interesting. Like you are reading predominantly from Gemma's like first person perspective. But then, and this is the thing that I really love about this book, is it switches to third person uh, close on someone else. So you'll have Gemma being like, oh, this person probably thinks this, this person's probably an idiot. And then it switches to that person and that person's not an idiot. That person doesn't think what she thinks they think. And I think that it does this really, really good job of creating this idea of subjectivity. Mm. And I think that that's really valuable in a mystery because often you're following this kind of PI gumshoe type character And, you know, you can get into that kind of Sherlock Holmes mode where you think that they're going to hand you everything and that they know what's going on. But I think that putting this third person 
alongside first person creates a distrust of the narration you're receiving. Absolutely. And not a distrust like they're lying, but more like a distrust like they just don't know. Yeah, something's, what's missing? What haven't I got? What piece yeah. don't I have yet? And I, so I read this book over the last two days. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I was absolutely immersed in this town. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, f- mostly first person account. But then it gives us little shots of other people's like mm, views, mm, opinions, mm. what they're seeing through their eyes. And I just felt like we got to know so many different characters in Absolutely. this small town in Absolutely. such an in-depth way. Mm-mm. I have to say I was halfway through reading this book and I was mm-hmm. just like, this, mm-hmm. is a, this is a beautiful, beautifully written new picture of Australian crime fiction. I really have to agree. Like we've spoken about Australian literature and specifically Australian crime. And there's this real kind of dryness, this real grittiness, this real... I kind of want to say uh, a burnished edge to it. It's not shiny. Mm -mm. And that's something that you really, you know, you can't picture these scenes on a procedural cop show set in the US because they're often so glamorous. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something that's really interesting about Sarah Bailey's novel, The Dark Lake, is I can almost picture this being a TV show. I can almost picture this being a film. Yeah. I feel like there's almost a new kind of hope here. Mm. Like, obviously it's about a murder. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. No, but that's what I mean about this looking like some new kind of aspect of Australian crime fiction. It feels different. Because I feel like a lot of Australian drama, a lot of Australian literature really focuses, especially in the country, I think, Mm. on this idea of the hopelessness and Mm. the the dryness and the drought and the the fact that there's no future. But this really does feel like there is a kind of future. And I feel like I'm really excited about yeah, a new optimism yeah. in Australian yeah. literature because sometimes it can get a bit depressing. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm as postmodern and depressed as the next <laughs> guy. But um... Like, I gave the dry <laughs> five out of five. I thought it was brilliant. Right? Uh, but a bit depressing. Fully, yeah. Like, I love Dorothy Porter's The Monkey's Mask. Yeah. But... Let's oh, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> this is something new, something exciting. And the other thing I really loved, or two things I that I loved right. about okay. it. One was the complexity of the relationships, particularly among the mm, teenagers, mm. because I feel like teenage relationships, even in, I don't read a lot of YA, but it's particularly in adult fiction, they're not given the due, I think, that, that is... They're not given the the respect the respect that's due, you know. Yeah. Um, it's such an interesting, dramatic, emotional, intense time. I really love it, to be honest. Mm. I just think that it's pacey, it's tense, it's interesting. Did you guess it? Did I you did. guess the? Oh, I you did. did. Yes. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> and you all know, long-time listeners will know that I absolutely love a book that I can guess the end of. I'm not here for that Sherlock Holmes bullshit where he pulls something out of the end and I'm like, well, I didn't know that, honey. How was I meant to guess along? There were minor breadcrumbs now that I reflect on it, yeah, but, I re- yeah. but I didn't pick it at the time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So how many waterlogged roses out of five? <laughs> that is distasteful. <laughs> but I'm going to say five. Five, yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, I think it comes out, I don't know, today, tomorrow. Check yeah, it out. pretty soon. And uh, if, it's, if it's not there, walk out because they obviously <laughs> don't sell cutting edge literature. Sarah Bailey, The Dark Lake. Check it out. You won't regret it. So now we've, you know, dispensed with the chaff of the episode, (laughs) the unimportant book review. Everyone's screaming, get to the good stuff. Right. Everyone's just like there with their like, I don't know, what do people listen? MP3 players. I'm old. What do you mean MP3 players? That's what I mean. (laughs) They're on their iPhones or their their smart devices with their headphones in and they're saying, Eddie, you said sexy or scary earlier. It's in the title. It's clickbait. Go on. Go on. I don't even know what you mean by this. Tell us. All right. So 
basically, Sexy or Scary is a new segment where every every time I do this segment... Oh, this is your segment. This is my new segment. Okay, but you, you can join in. The truth is, those texts you were sending me at work, I never actually read them. Well, great. <laughs> I feel really respected. Go on, tell me what it is, though. Um, I didn't know this was your segment. When do, do I get my segment? Work with guys? Well, you got to be a thinker, <laughs> hey? Yeah. So, every week, I'm going to bring to you a different monster. Every week? Every week. Okay. I'm going to ask you the question, sexy or scary? Here we go, ready? Vampires, sexy or scary? Well, they're meant to be sexy, but I do not find them sexy. What do you mean they're meant to be sexy? It's meant to be all about drawing blood and being sensual and yeah. all that kind of thing, okay. isn't it? I'm seeing how incompatible <laughs> we are. <laughs> no, uh, see the thing is, I think that the origin of the vampire is that it's a scary monster. No, the origin scary. of the vampire actually begun oh. in New Orleans with <laughs> tuberculosis. Hello. That's what I heard from a friend the other day. I Shout out. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I heard. Well, I think it's maybe quite a bit earlier. Wait, so so I think I um I dated someone once that was very into vampires. Okay, was it Anne Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, like out with it. Did you date Anne Ryan? <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> But they found vampires very sexy. They Did had they? vampire posters. They had a vampire tattoo. Amazing. That's, that's, I, but I don't know if, if... I don't think I find them the idea of them very sexy. No, I mean, well, because you've got, like, Twilight, right? And yeah. the whole thing is like, oh, he's a monster and he wants to eat you and kill you. And she's like, <laughs> oh, isn't that hot? Like, I'm like, that's not a great life lesson, though, is it? Like, he shows up in her house and, like draws pictures of her and shit while she's sleeping like i'm like that's not okay when that happened in buffy she like cursed her room or like lit her house with her. I don't know. but you know what i'm saying like it's creepy um can i give you one yes give me one okay um witches witches sexy or scary oh man you know i'm gonna have to say scary mm-hmm because you got that Baba Yaga shit, you know what I'm saying? No, it was like, that. oh, just like the evil witches who like sit on your chest while you're sleeping oh, and yeah. suck out your air. Yeah. Like that shit's not cool. Okay, can I mention one thing? Right, sure, sure, sure. Hocus Pocus. Oh, no, now, see, now you've complicated it because now I'm thinking Hocus Pocus, I'm thinking Bewitched, I'm thinking Charmed. I'm thinking The Craft. The Conjuring One, right? Sheba, okay. whatever her name is, that falls down right? off, she's off the cupboard. She's terrifying. Right? So I feel like there's this spectrum in, in witches that is sexy to scary. There is a sexy to scary I feel spectrum. like you introduced this topic as a binary and I was like, Eddie, <laughs> nothing in life, nothing in life reflects that. Right? I'm just being really like, you know, I'm challenging the binary. Like I'm like, let's talk about the binary so that we can like, you know, question. No, I love it. It's Efficacy. Okay, do you want to do one more and then, one we more. Have to, we, then right. we're out of time? Ready? But give us Ready? one more. Okay, mummies. Which ones? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 you mean the ones that are wrapped up? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is in fact what I mean. I'm gonna say. Crime time rated PG 13. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say scary. Well, yeah, no, I have to agree. I haven't ever seen a sexy mummy. Oh, but okay, so you know the mummy. Yes. So there have been a few iterations of that. I think there's like a Boris Karloff version, and then you've got the kind of more, you know, I want to say recent, but like early early 2000s, late 90s. And they, you know, even though they're like scary, rotted people guy, they like turn into sexy people. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so it's a spectrum all over again. It's a spectrum, yeah. like, as to whether or not they're creepy and rotted at the time. Eddie, i got to break it to you. I don't know if this is going to make it as a weekly segment, but I, I really think enjoyed great. it. I think it's great. Come on, The Rock, as the Scorpion King, he was a mummy. Boom. 
spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're out of time. Yeah. It's been real. It's been great. Uh, Siobhan McDonald, Sarah Bailey, sexy, scary. Get amongst it. Tell us what you think. Are vampires sexy or scary? Is this binary useful? Do you hate this segment? <laughs> Do you hate my happiness? <laughs> Let us know on Twitter at Crime Time Pod. Check us out on our website, crimetimepod.com. We're on Instagram. We're on Snapchat. We're like everywhere. We're everywhere. Like us on Facebook. Send us some stars on iTunes. If you're not listening on iTunes, install iTunes on your computer. <laughs> make an account. Give us five stars. Uninstall iTunes. It'll be great. <laughs> Send us an email, crimetimepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Stay in touch. Well, until next week, all. Bye. Bye.